Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Okay, guys, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This Lexi and Jordan here today. We're going to talk a little bit about um, women's ministry. I think this is kind of something that often gets put on um, the pastor's wife's shoulders, whether or not it needs to be. Um, so we just kind of have some, well, we're going to have a conversation about this, basically. <laughs> we don't know if we've really settled on anything. <laughs> um, but I definitely think my opinion of this has morphed over the years. With experience comes stronger convictions to it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, what about you guys? Do you guys have women's ministry right now? Um, we have had in the past ladies Bible studies that we do. Okay. And I wrote some curriculums for them that I enjoyed writing and we would get together um, on Wednesday mornings and just pray and go through the study and sometimes have breakfast and stuff like that. And that's been the extent of our women's ministry. We get together um, periodically for like hanging out and, we started doing crafty stuff together and then sometimes we'll like get together and go out to eat even. Mm-hmm. But our church isn't huge. So it's not, I mean, it's manageable for us to be like, let's all go out to eat at this restaurant, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's not like a huge production in order to get yeah. together then. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah, you guys? Something that I've realized is that women's ministry is often really seasonal and I don't think you should feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that, a typical female's life, she is going through many seasons all the time. A male doesn't do that as much because their bodies are not bearing children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think at first I used to feel really bad about having to pull back or not have as much women's ministry involvement. But I think like as women, we have to be okay with that. Um, So what that's looked like practically, we have been all over the place. Literally, I feel like anything you can imagine women's ministry wise, we have tried. Um, We had some issues a number of years ago where, what would you even call it? It was getting way too technical. The board of directors, I guess, of women's ministry. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, this is kind of complicated. So it it was just kind of becoming a complaint about the pastor session, which was always super awkward for me as the pastor's wife. (laughs) So, and then I was sent home with a list of to-dos and things to talk to my husband about. And so I had to really just put my foot down. Yeah, it was not good at all. So I kind of just said, like, we're not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming here. You guys can keep meeting, but I am no longer going to be involved. Um, But then the pastors, all the elders realized that it was literally enough of a problem that they kind of told them to stop meeting altogether and there's no longer a board of directors. (laughs) They called them something else, but it was essentially the same thing. Okay. And I think after that, after all of the horrible experiences that we have had Mm -hmm. with women's ministry, it really made me start rethinking things. Um, So we've done like the retreats every year. We've Mm -hmm. done the huge 100 plus people tea events. We've done Mm -hmm. weekly Bible studies. We've done counseling. We've done so many different things. Um, But something that I, I think I've had a shift recently where I've stopped looking at it in terms of a ministry for women. And I'm now looking at it as a ministry of women. Mm-hmm. I think that's one such of my... a helpful shift. I've oh, heard, yeah. I've heard people say 
make that distinction before. And I feel like that is so helpful Mm -hmm. to think through that we should be thinking of the women of our church, not as in need of being spoon fed, but as in, as women who are capable of ministering to the people, to the needs around them, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I think is really good. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're okay. This is kind of like a long rambly. I hope this is going to make sense, but I feel like for years, it didn't even matter what we did it was never enough for the women because there was always some woman with some unique need that we weren't meeting. I don't know how many times I've heard the phrase, you're not meeting all of the women's needs Mm -hmm. as if the women's ministry is God's means of feeding the female sheep in place of Sunday morning being the, the means Mm -hmm. the God ordained means of feeding the sheep. And I literally just point blank started asking women like, do you think that women's ministry should take the place of Sunday? Because that's how you're acting yeah. as if there's some unique subset of needs that the scriptures cannot speak to. Right. Um, and part of that I think is generational. I really, cause most of the women that I'm thinking of um, were older than me. And I, I really don't know the history of how that happened there necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in regards to like women's and men's ministry being yeah. so black and white. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it's a fairly new distinction, like over the past hundred years or so. Yeah. I would say the same probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think, I think before that it really probably was more just a relational type of a model or, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, and culturally women were getting together for specific mm-hmm. help that, mm-hmm. he, that they were giving each other in, mm-hmm. in the cultural setting, you know? So I think that there was more natural getting together um, Mm -hmm. that our culture doesn't have as much. Like we're not not getting together to help each other can as much Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. or or different things like that, that you would just be like, Hey, I'm going to be doing all this mending today. You come over Mm -hmm. and help too. Or, or, you know what I mean? There's just not the same kind of side by side work that there used to be. Okay. So we had done these big tea events for a couple years in a row and we had, it was just, oh my gosh, when you have events that large and you are a church plant, it's always a ridiculous hullabaloo trying to get yep. childcare, if that makes sense. And these events were always on Saturday and I'm not sure why, but fathers, I mean, there are always unique circumstances where there aren't dads or whatever and kids need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just, it was hectic. It was ridiculous mm-hmm. trying to get childcare every year. Mm-hmm. And there was one year, Brian actually wasn't the pastor at this point, but there was one year when the previous pastor kind of put his foot down and was just like, just don't provide childcare this year. If it's mm-hmm. that big of a problem, just don't worry about it. And the people flipped out and they were, it's just like they wanted to take down every possible obstacle to wisdom. Mm-hmm. But if we look at Proverbs you have to dig for wisdom. That's part of the nature. And that's part of the design feature of gaining wisdom is learning through the process. So if you're constantly trying to, like you were saying, if you're constantly food feeding people, Mm -hmm. if you're constantly taking down every single obstacle, if you're constantly paying for books for every single person and they don't have to pay for it, they're on their own. Mm -hmm. They're not going to read the book. They're not going to show up. They're not going to be faithful. And so I've really taken that. um, It's, it's kind of taken a lot of the pressure off of my shoulders. And I constantly tell the gals who are involved in women's ministry now too, like, don't worry about, um, being the one to take down those obstacles. If they really want wisdom, they will seek after it themselves. Mm -hmm. They will go get the book. 
they will join, they will take initiative and they will create the reading yes. that is required. <laughs> yeah. We have, so right now our model for women's ministry is that we don't have women's ministry. Um, we don't have men's and women's ministry. Um, a couple years ago, the elders decided that our two main ministries at church were going to be Sunday morning and house churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and within house churches, there are often the house churches regularly will break for men and women to hang mm-hmm. out on their own, but that's, mm-hmm. that's a smaller group and way more doable anyways. Mm-hmm. But what we do have now are hangouts. And this mm-hmm. is really cool because, um, we were having a really hard time vetting women who were teaching. Mm-hmm. We found out people were, there was, <laughs> I wasn't at the event this, this night, thank the Lord. Cause I don't, I literally don't know what I would have done, but, um, she was teaching that Calvinists were not Christians <laughs> and, it was just really hard to find reliable women's teachers. And that's just by nature. Women are busy and don't have time to dedicate to teaching as much. So now hangouts, what you do is anyone can apply to be a host or hostess for a hangout. Um, It's kind of like a little application. You pick a theme of what your hangout will be. One of them is, let's see, I've done handicrafts. We're doing a gardening one right now. There's been Oh, there's been hiking ones, there's been coffee ones, there's all sorts of things. And so how often do you guys do those? It's up to the host or hostess. You can do, it can be a one-time event. Mine was once a month. There have been weekly ones, but what happens is it puts the fellowship on the individual's shoulders and the mm-hmm. responsibility back on the individual church member yeah. instead of the church member acting as if um, the leaders are to meet every single need. So even mm-hmm. when I hear people say like, so how come there isn't this sort of an event? Well, you can take initiative mm-hmm. and you can yeah. be responsible for hosting that. That's cool. Uh, and yeah. it's, re- I think it's really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so the analogy earlier was that uh, often women's ministry is treated like here, sit under the table and you can get the crumbs <laughs> that mm-hmm. are left over or mm-hmm. just wait for someone to toss you a crumb down there. Um, like for the women's ministry gathering, or you can have a seat at the table that God has provided, Mm -hmm. like meaning the Sunday morning gathering, like come sit, be equals with all of us and Mm -hmm. give the word. So just meaning like you don't have to wait for like specifically women oriented themes to be, (laughs) to feel fed or edified that Mm -hmm. we can sit on Sunday mornings, hear the word of the Lord as, as it is speaking to us and, be rebuked and corrected and, um, encouraged and admonished by it. I think it's kind of important to note too. I know that there's been, there's lots of people who say like, well, I love the women in my church, but I hate women's ministry because it's all about crafts. Mm. And more often than not, those are the very, very feminist women in, in our church that are just rejecting mm-hmm the way God has naturally made women. And so I think if you have that mindset as a pastor's wife, you have to realize that is going to play out practically down the road. And what I mean by that is um, I had a conversation recently with somebody really close. I think I told you this in my life who they're um, in the middle of leaving a more liberal church and they kind of realized, okay, so there's a, there's a female pastor on staff at this church mm-hmm. and they realized that there's like zero hospitality in the church at all. And they had a really big problem with that. And I was kind of like, well, if you think about it, if you have a female pastor in the pulpit by nature, that person is probably devaluing the home. 
Mm-hmm. And if there's no one at home to make the home a fruitful place, then who's there to be hospitable anyways? Mm-hmm. So I think as pastors wives, we have to be really careful not to take on um, the world's view of what women's ministry or ministry of women should look like. And we have to have a biblical standard, yeah. which is Titus two yeah. and being domestic. Yeah. Working <laughs> alongside one another. Yeah. Which it's really cool. Cause we're going to talk to Paige about that yes. next week. I'm really yeah. excited. I'm very excited about that too. We're having a guest next week, guys. Never had a guest before other than our husband. So this will be fun. Yeah. It, okay. So here's the thing. I don't, I genuinely hate large women's ministry events where we get together and make say a greeting card. I just, I really don't like that. Um, because that is, that is kind of taking the personality out of our, the way God, God made us as individuals to express our, our domestic and creative abilities mm-hmm. individually. So mm-hmm. when you kind of like slap over the entire church mm-hmm. that this is what it means to be a woman, you all make greeting cards. <laughs> this, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I can see why people are repulsed by that because one, it's kind of like a, here, just check the box and you can be a woman. Mm-hmm. But two, it just so often is just not heartfelt because it is pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you're doing something for a large group of women, it's, it, it's hard. Like, how do you naturally yes. do something if you're going to do something like that together? I was going to say <clears throat> earlier that for me, it's been seasons of like doing the Bible study. And I think we did it for like, I think it was like six years that we did the Bible study. And um, every Wednesday morning, always at my house. And it was a really sweet time and it was great, but it started becoming for me, um, just like, I felt like I couldn't, do mm. duties that I needed to do mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the week, like with schooling yeah. and home and all the other things that um, were on my plate. I'm like, I just, it feel, it, it was starting to feel like a burden. And, um, and we talked about it and um, mm-hmm. helped me think through like, okay, this isn't, this isn't like disobedient of me to step down from doing that for a while or anything, or it's not like letting the women down or something like that. So I don't know if that's you and you're listening and you're like, I'm feeling overwhelmed with this. Like, don't feel guilty if you have a season that you need to step back from doing something that is involved with the women. Like, they're mm-hmm. be fed on a Sunday morning. Like, mm-hmm. don't feel like they are going to slip through the cracks if you don't put on events for them or something like that. I <laughs> yeah. Think that, I think that honestly, like, I honestly, I, I really do think this. this. This could be wrong, but I honestly think that a church without a specific win- women's ministry has more empowered women um, yes. because they are women that see that um, Sunday mornings are also for them. So to step mm-hmm. up and there are things in this church to be done and they can do them because no one's going to do them for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it's not sustainable when you have a model of women's ministry where the leaders are the one who provide for the needs mm-hmm. and then everyone else just comes to partake honestly, in the long run, that is not sustainable for meeting a church's needs. You need people who are taking initiative and taking responsibility to see needs in the church and to meet them, not to say, oh, hey, you're a leader. Why don't you make the meal plan? Yeah. Well, wait a second. How about you see the need, you make the meal plan, you pass it out. It's just, it's a very different way of looking at things, I guess. Um, I've heard, always heard the quote, critics and Christians see the same problem. They just respond mm. differently. So mm-hmm. um, if you, like you said, if you see an issue, you see a problem, you see a need, mm-hmm. just go ahead and take care of it. 
yeah, self-sufficient church members that are empowered to do the work and get to it. You don't have to, like, if it's a good work to be done, you don't have to have anyone's permission to do something. Yeah. Take someone a meal. Like you don't yeah, have exactly. to no. <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> like You just go for it. <laughs> and I think too, if, okay, so the goal of women's ministry is that we all grow in our sanctification, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the point of right. church involvement. Mm-hmm. So recently at one of my handicraft groups, we had a gal come and teach all of us how to knit. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting with a group of friends where we were all having to learn a new skill, some of us picking it up faster than others, some of us mm-hmm. being more frustrated than others, mm-hmm. was probably the most sanctifying thing I have ever done with a group of women <laughs> Way more than yeah. sitting through years of Bible studies with those kids <laughs> because I was literally sitting there watching my friends that I have known for years get ticked off <laughs> over knitting needles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it really dawned on me. I was like, this is literally where we have opportunity to practice patience, yeah. to yeah. practice fortitude, mm-hmm. to laugh at ourselves when we yeah. really suck at things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. I guess I have more to say about this than I thought I did, but yeah. Um, I I just feel like the traditional women's ministry model that you think of women's mm-hmm. ministry. When when I think of women's ministry, I think of a big event with a lot of show and a lot of time that it took to put into it. When you think of that kind of stuff, to me, I don't know. Maybe if maybe it's because I've been in seasons of doing that for a long time. It just feels so exhausting with such little fruit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's always the case, and I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong to do Bible no. studies. It's definitely mm-hmm. not wrong. I think that I am in a season right now where that is not manageable for me. Yeah. So I'm thinking through what does women's ministry mean for the season mm-hmm. of life that I'm in, like. I think that whenever my kids are grown, I may have more time on my hands. I don't know. And I may want to do a Bible study with some ladies. Who knows? That's not wrong. Um, And it's not that it can't be fruitful or sanctifying. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely seasons where, like you said, doing something very hands-on and what Mm -hmm. we naturally would want to do or need to do in that time together Mm -hmm. just feels way more natural. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I definitely don't think it's wrong either. I think what's wrong with that model that we have going right now is that we always teach the brain, but we have neglected to teach the application. Yeah. If that makes sense, because the application of women's ministry should always end in domesticity. Yeah. Right. There's no way we can get around that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we practically should be what, what women's ministry should be encouraging is for the women to be busy working at home faithfully Mm -hmm. caring for the people around them. So if that isn't happy or or if it's taking away from that even, Mm -hmm. um, then is it really what we want to be doing? Is it really accomplishing what we hope it is? Yeah. I I hope I'm not repeating myself, um, but I read an essay by Elizabeth Elliott recently where somebody was asking her for advice on how to set up um, a Titus II model in the church. And I just loved her response because she said, the first thing we need to do is stop, is think, we need to stop thinking the answer is to take women out of the home in order to make some sort of a Titus II structure. Mm-hmm. We need to leave women in the home and figure out how to do Titus II in the home that probably means inviting women into the home. Right. And yeah. I just loved her response to that because so often people feel like it does have to be this big event mm-hmm. that's formally hosted by the church 
Mm-hmm. And that's the exact opposite of what scripture is saying we should be doing as women. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, side note, but have you guys mm-hmm. ever done a church cookbook? Okay. So did you see, I posted that on Instagram yesterday? I did. Yeah. So I tried to start one. It was the year that we moved. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I just think we were in a place as a church that we were not, we just weren't domestically equipped enough to do that. Okay. Um, and I wasn't able to follow through just because of the circumstances of our life. But I, I mentioned it actually recently to our ladies again, and they were like, what? We need to do that. So I'm, I'm going to try and do it maybe yeah. for next, next year. One of my friends told me about a program online. That mm-hmm. That's can, what we were going to use. That you can just like type it in and it puts mm-hmm. it in a cookbook for you? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, if that's the case, then we could just like, I, well, I'm thinking about our church. We could just like share that with like small group leaders or something uh-huh. and everybody could do their own little groups. So it's not mm-hmm. a giant amount of work for any one person. To oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. We were going to do it so that it came out around Christmas time. So people could oh, buy them as gifts. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I saw that yesterday at that estate sale and I was like, oh my gosh, we need to do a church cookbook, like mm-hmm. a great way to encourage domesticity. Oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> cookbook. And we have a lot of really great cooks in our church. So yeah, so do we. Yeah. Honestly, that's, maybe it's selfish. I don't know. That's one of the cool benefits of like women growing in their domestic skills is all of my it friends benefits are, all of us. yes, they are <laughs> so equipped to serve yeah. one another. Yeah. I love it. It's a blessing <laughs> to everyone around them. It's cool. Yeah. It's really um, cool. And then I also thought that people could also include in there like their gardening tips, their cleaning mm-hmm. tips, their like if you make cleaning solutions, if you I mean different things like that, you can include all kinds of domestic. That's a really good point. Yeah. Be fun. Different sort of recipes. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, all right. So anything else anything else about women's ministry that you want to include? I feel like I had something else, but probably I should probably stop. (laughs) Oh, oh no. I remember. Okay. This always happens. Okay. So what have you podcast? They were recently saying that we don't want to be the sort of complementarians that know how to teach other people that the Bible says you should be domestic, but we want to be the sort of complementarians that teach other people how to be domestic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we talked about this on Voxer, but like practically doing that means sharing recipes and doing stuff like that. Um, but it, we don't do that because it feels clumsy was the word that they used. It oh yeah, yeah. Clumsy to be like, so what's your best brownie recipe? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it yeah. feels like very not intellectual or something, but we have to like get beyond that and see like, okay, well, you know what? Honestly, my very favorite thing about, um, the what have you podcast. Well, I love it for a lot of reasons, but one of my favorite things is when they do their tips at the end and talk about Mm -hmm. like different cleaning things or whatever. So if our vocation is homeward, then of course we want to know, we want to know all the tips. tips. Give us as much information to grow our skills, to best glorify God and help people around us as we can. Mm -hmm. We should have (laughs) uh, people the the week that we um, post this they should put, uh, take a picture of their favorite recipe. Yeah. And then we can just post them all on our stories. Yeah. Everyone can share, share their, uh, favorite recipes that way. Yeah. Everyone should do a favorite dessert and then a favorite, like, um, main dish, I guess. Yeah. And then tag us so we can share them. Okay, cool. That'd be so fun. All right. So there we go for women's ministry. Give us your favorite recipes. <laughs> I hope this wasn't too offensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Let us know how you're doing and let us know what you're cooking. Bye.